0: Welcome everyone today to Victorian Friends. Seriously, you've been such a dear friend to me. And I'm so grateful that I can call you my friend. So Father, I just ask you to help our
1: friends. I'm good, it's so lovely to be with you. <laughs>
0: you don't have the face for radio, you have the face for television. <laughs> today I'm talking to a friend of mine. You're amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria, and congratulations on your new show.
1: Welcome to Victoria and Friends. Victoria's guest today is a New York Times bestselling author, coach, and voted the number one business leader in America, John Maxwell. And now, here's Victoria Osteen.
0: Hey, I am so excited about my guest today. I'm telling you, John Maxwell is one of my very favorite people, has always been one of my favorite people, a great friend of Joel's and I. Uh we have known him for years and years. Always, John, you have been for us. Always, you're on our board. You're just an amazing man. Welcome. I am so glad to get to talk to you today.
1: I miss you. When I'm not around the two of you, I just sometimes need to get around you to get that good high energy and that good positivity. But I'm so proud of you. I I love you both, you know, and and, and I love what you do. I love why you do it. I tell people all the time, you're not only highly gifted, but you're highly committed to adding value to people. And nobody really, Victoria, nobody does it any better than you and Joel. So just to be with you and to be part of the team is just good for me. And and I love you very much.
0: Well, the last time I saw you has been several years ago, but you this is this is podcast. And so this is on radio, but you look amazing. And and I think that one of the reasons you have to tell me. But one of the reasons is you have such a positive outlook, but you're also such an encourager. That is one thing that I know about you. You encourage people. You've encouraged us for years and years. And even in your works, you know, your seems like your whole mission is just to give
1: back. It is. But, but hey, look who's talking, Victoria. You and Joel are like chief encouragers yourself. I mean, you have the gift of encouragement. You know, my father worked full-time up to his 95th year, died at the age of 98, and was a terrific encourager. I remember one day he said to me, he said, I'm going to go take a couple hours. I have a friend that just needs to be encouraged. And so he came back, and I was, I was in high school. And I asked him, I said, Dad, I said, you just encourage people. I said, "How do you know people, you know, really need encouragement?" And he started laughing. He said, "Oh, that's easy." He said, "If they're breathing, son, they need encouraged." He said, "Now, he said, if they're dead, don't waste your time. They're not breathing." But he said, "Everybody needs somebody to walk into their life and put courage in them and and give them hope and strength." And so I saw my father do it, and and so it's 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 very natural. But I I love I love people. I, and then one more thing, and I, and I, because I do live in the leadership world, I I, I share with the leaders all the time when you when you stop loving your people, stop leading them. Just you know, people deserve mm. your heart. They, mm. they deserve your heart, and if they can't have your heart, you know, it's you, you're you're withholding from them something that they need. So anyway,
0: well, you know, it's it's interesting because John Maxwell really doesn't need any introduction. I mean, John Maxwell is the leader of leaders. You have written books, I think, over what? How many books? A hundred books? Something crazy.
1: Somebody told me the other day, 114. But that seems a little, I don't know, that seems a little high to me. But it's a lot. But I I was telling somebody the other day, you know, if you write that many books, you you just have to be old. If you're not old, you can't write that many books. Well, it's kind of like being
0: married. You and Margaret have been married for how long now?
1: Fifty-four years. Fifty-four just, years. Are- I just, <laughs> Thirty minutes ago, we just finished having a wonderful, you know, hour and a half lunch together, and and um, you know, one of my definitions of success, and as a personal definition, that I think I'd like to maybe share for just a moment is, I, I, when I was thirty-five, I said I have to figure out what success is for me, and uh, because I was having a lot of friends that were successful, but they really weren't doing well. They're kind of, you know, the wheels were coming off. And so I spent a few months and I came up with this personal definition of success what would be 40 years ago. It still works. I I think for me, this isn't for everybody, but for me, success is having people who, the people who know me the best love and respect me the most. That really works for me. I, I mean, you think about it, Victoria, flip that a moment. If people don't know you well like you better than people who do know you well, you've got a problem, I think. And it just that personal definition of success just kind of anchors me. So no matter where I am and, you know, you know, what people say and, you know, you, you get a, you know, when you're where we are, you get a lot of people like you a lot, but it, it goes back to the fact to the people who know me well, do they really love me and respect me? If they love you and respect you, I think that speaks a lot about who you are, your character. And It's just kind of, it's kind of like a stabilizer in my life that has just allowed me to, uh, Run fast but 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 try to stay on track.
0: Yeah. I ride the waves, right? Ride the ups, ride the downs. You gotta know the people closest to you and the people yeah. that are with you. They've been with you for years and years and years. I mean, you've got a huge organization and a lot of people, you know, and they love you and you've got so many people who look up to you and uh just have learned so much from your leadership. So I just wanna thank you for for man, just keep keeping at it you know what I mean because you can That's get to true. a point in your life you think why am i doing this anymore I don't need anything you know I've, I've reached this success
1: first of all you know consistency compounds and uh, you know it's, it's not a sexy word so when you if somebody says let me tell you what I really admire about you and they sit down and you're having lunch and they say what I really admire about you is you're so oh my gosh you're so consistent it's almost like a letdown you said really I, <laughs> I was hoping she I was hoping genius brilliant creative I, let me give you let me give you a list of adjectives and consistent, just kind of like, well, that, well, that's nice. But really, it's so true in our work. It gets stored up before it shows up. And so many times, I think, Victoria, we, 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 we fail to appreciate and value the stored up periods of our life where, where it, there's no, there's no show and tell. And it looks like it looks kind of like maybe we're not really making the progress we want to, but we are. It's, you know, if you want ice to melt, if if it's 28 degrees, if you go to 29, nothing happens, 30, nothing happens, 31, nothing happens. But when you get to 32, all of a sudden the ice melts Mm. and it begins to melt. Now, did you just get good when you went to 32? No, you, you were good when you were at 28 to 29 to 30, you're already good. But one day good shows up and consistency compounds. And one day, you know, people like I, I've, often, I've, I've often said in the beginning, I wasn't quite as bad as people thought it was. And, then, and now I'm not as good as they are. You know, it's kind of like it kind of compounds. Now you want to say, no, no, you just have to trust me. I'm just I've just been doing it for a long time. But but consistency really compounds. Yeah.
0: yeah. You would think that you've written all there could be to be written. But you have a book called The 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication. Walk me through a little bit of this because there's a lot of wisdom packed in this book.
1: Warren Buffett said that the most important skill a person can develop is their communication skills. And I mean, you think of Warren Buffett, you think of finances and money, but he said no, because what happens is in our ability to connect and communicate, the better we can do that, the better we can pass vision on the better that we can have uh, people join the team and so every day every day we're, connecting, we're trying to communicate in the book i really enjoyed writing this book because it's something i've done i I've, i have spoken over 13,000 times wow. in over 100 countries of the world and so i love i love to communicate but so many times victoria you know this to be true people they 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 they, they speak but they don't connect mm. and so I, I i talked about you know how do we connect with people? And and so I'm asked that all the time. People say, well, you know, what is the, if you could say one thing about communication, not 16 laws, but if you could say one thing, and, and what I would always say to a person is, if you really wanna communicate and connect well with people, you really have to get over yourself. And I think that's the big battle in communication. I think people, when they communicate, they're concerned about, I hope people like me. I hope they, uh, you know, I, I hope they like what I'm talking about. And as long as I'm focused on me, Victoria, I can't be focused on the audience. Mm. I, I've, got to ask my, I, I've got to ask myself: Who gets my attention? And if I get my attention, then it's going to be about me, and I'm never going to be able to connect with people. But but if I if I if it's about the people, now all of a sudden, and and, and they can tell they can they can they really care. They can tell they can tell when you're really wanting to help them and add value to them. That they can read that. So I, I talk about the law of connection and, and and about so this is kind of fun, this is kind of fun. I have a friend in Nashville who has a big writing company, and he 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 literally shared with me that he built his company off of some of my leadership stuff. And so one day we were talking, and he said, "John, why don't you write some songs on books you've written?" And I thought, I well, thought that'd be fun. Now I do like to write poetry. All of my I have five grandchildren. And every birthday I write them a, 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 a poem on their birthday oh. based on whatever age they are and and so the, I've done this for years I mean I've done many many years since they were very small and you know now they're 20, 23 22 20 19 17 anyway but I write them a poem and and I send it to them on their birthday about 3:30 in the morning I text it to them so that when they wake up they know that they have their 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 their, their birthday poem from Papa so I started writing songs we went to Nashville and they you know of course I'm way over my head I mean they, you know and and they put me with some great number one writers and 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 so we I've, I've had a lot of fun but on the 16 laws of communication book I, I wrote a song called get over myself and 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 the course said you I, I I have to I have to find myself to know myself I got to know myself to grow myself got to grow myself to improve myself I got to improve myself to get over myself so I can give myself to you and, and it was so much fun in fact for any of your listeners you know if you just go to spotify I've got get over myself from that book i I, I did one from my book on today matters called make or, uh, day by day and uh, and then sometimes you win sometimes you learn and so I got and, and they're just going crazy they're doing really well so I hope they'll pick it up and but it was a lot of fun but honestly if I can get over myself and focus on you or anyone I'm trying to communicate to, it, the connecting happens, but it never happens as long as it's about me. It, mm-hmm. it just, it just does. And so I think all the great connectors, they just are committed to pointing their life, their attention, uh, their focus on, on, on the, on the person that, that they're trying to connect with.
0: That right there is, could go forever. Like somebody yeah. could remind themselves of that forever because I think that's what limits a lot of people. They're so focused on themselves. They think, well, I can't do this or, you know, I can't get up in front of an audience or I can't do this presentation because it's all about ourselves. And that's so natural. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, in a way, there's that good thing. It's like, but I want to be so good for them. But if you can just break that barrier and just say, what do I have to give?
1: totally I was in the I was in the green room recently getting ready to go out and speak to a large audience and there were a couple other uh, speakers and there it was kind of like a and so I was about five minutes out and one of the one of the uh, other speakers came over and he said John what are you thinking about and I said well I'm thinking about the people and he said well I, I kind of thought you'd you know be thinking about what you're going to say and I said well I know what I'm going to say but I'm really thinking about the people I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about how can I connect with them what can I say? That'll really draw them into the do what the subject is, but it's it's all about the people. We did a we did a short video promo kind of that's gone evergreen on on the book sixteen laws, and I insisted when they when they said let's 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 put this together. I said I want I want the first scene to be with me in the audience, and and so and, and so they I'm sitting in a, a seat in an auditorium, and the cameras come in on me, Victoria, and I say this this is where speaking starts right here right here mm. it, it doesn't start. Over, it doesn't start on that stage. It's, it starts out there in that seat. I have to put myself in the seat where the person that's going to listen is. And i got to ask myself, am I going to say something now that's going to give value to that person and, and that, they can, that, that they can take home with them and it will improve their life? And I think that, I think being other people focused is just essential to, to communication success. In fact, I don't think I know it is.
0: You know, that's what Jesus did, right? Oh, totally. You know, it wasn't totally. about himself. It was about what he could give and what he offered. And I think when we realize we don't have to always be brilliant, as long as we have something that's out of the heart and sincere and compassionate. You know, I, I love that so much. That, that's an amazing law. You had the law of observation.
1: Well, well, I, I think there's a, a, there's something wonderful about observation when you just use the phrase you used i, I have to do a bit better i think i think we all want to grow and i think we all want to improve but you know i appear before god i will never be accountable for gifts i don't have
0: mm.
1: i'll just be i'll just be accountable for the gifts that i do have and i think that um i think this is i i, I think i want to if you if i can take maybe a minute and a half victoria let me can me can i tell you a story is that yeah. okay i could
0: I'm here to talk to you all day. You know, I already told you my favorite person. So go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay. When I when I was when I was in my mid 30s, I, I was doing well, and I was pastoring, and I had the, one of the ten largest churches in America, and I, and I just had made the Amazon Hall of Fame in books, and 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 so things were doing really well. And I had a mentor, really a wonderful person, who uh, came out and spent a weekend with me, and so we were having. We were having lunch at the Brigantine restaurant in La Mesa, California Sunday after, after all the services. And he said to me, he said, John, he said, I, I just bet a lot of people come up to you and, and, they, you know, maybe after you speak or whatever, and they tell you you're amazing. Would that be true? And I said, yeah, it happens quite a bit. And then he looked at me, smiled, and he said, I, I just want you to know uh, you're not amazing. <laughs> he said, that gift that you have, that's amazing. But he said, people confuse the gift with the person. And and so they see you in your giftedness, and they go, oh my gosh, he's amazing, and and they don't understand. The gift is amazing, John. And he said, if you'll understand that, you'll always stay solid, you'll you'll be grounded. But, But he really brought home to me that day of the fact that we all have gifts. And when we operate in our giftedness, it's amazing what happens, but it's the gift that's great. I understand that what's amazing is God, and what's amazing is the gifts. But it was just a—it was just a, a something that's helped me stay really solid throughout the years. That so, you know, I finished speaking. to I go. I'm, I'm out in Vegas a lot, doing conventions and stuff. You know, I walk off the stage, fifteen thousand people on their feet, and, and I just look at God, and I, I said, "They're applauding you. Mm. They're seeing me." But I know who the source is.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. You talk about how you know some people have the gift of spontaneity, but how do you hone that gift?
1: I love that question. In fact, when I wrote the book, because I've communicated so much and it's it's a gift and I'm quite intuitive in it. One of the things I loved about writing the book is I I, I force myself to leave the intuitive side of what I do naturally, and for the reader flesh out the practical things that can help them, quote, hone their gift like you just suggested. And and one of the things I teach, I've never read this anywhere. I've never heard anybody talk about it anywhere, but whenever we teach a lesson, Hey, whenever Joel or you speak to the congregation, there are, there are always two messages. There's what I call the best message. And that's the message that you are right now teaching. And I call it the best message because you're doing your best to, Communicate it and, and 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 get people to connect it with it. But then there's the big message. And the best message changes in Joel's case or your case, Sunday to Sunday, it changes. Different subjects. But, but the big message never changes. It's, it's your DNA of communicating, which no matter what you teach, whatever subject it is, whatever best message you're teaching, there, there's a part of your DNA and persona that comes through, that is really the big message. And I and I, I love this part of the book because I talk about four questions you did that you, that you have to ask before when you communicate. You know, so you go through these four questions. What you know? What What do I want the people to know? What What do I want the people to see? What do I want the people to feel? And what do I want the people to do? And, and whatever your answer is on those four questions, that's your big message because that's who you really are. You communicate different. Teachings, but that DNA comes through, and so I, I, what I do in the book is I I say you got to ask yourself the four questions, and then you have to answer them. And when you can answer them, this is kind of like what makes you distinctive or unique. I I always I want them to know that I value them. What do I want them to see? I want them to see their possibilities. See their possibilities. I want them to know that I value them. I, I want them to feel empowered. And what I want them to do is I want them to apply what I've taught. I want them to apply it to their life because it's, there's no success without action, never has been. I mean, anybody's successful, they, they had to act. You There's an action part. It's what I call the big message. And I just think that it's so helpful when a person kind of knows what that is. And, and then, because then I think, I think when people hear Joel speak, you speak Victoria, me speak, they come to hear a, a subject, of course, but I think it's that big message that really keeps people coming back. Our life ought to be such a beautiful life that people say, I I, I want, Hey, I don't know. I don't know what you have, but I want that. You know what I'm saying? That's what it should be.
0: Yeah. And that's what you do 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 too. do well. Well, You do it too. You do too. And thank you so much for that. That's so kind. I love that. I love that so much. We're talking to John Maxwell, the 16th, Undeniable Laws of Communication. And, you know, the thing about your books, John, is that I know you speak in the secular world. You speak to leaders. But your books can help the everyday people learn to what communicate with their children, with their spouses. What you just said is something that we should be applying to all of our uh, interactions. I want you to know Uh that I see you, I value you, and I always want to leave you better. And so, even yes. yeah, all the time. I mean, I love all of your stuff. Your even, you know, your 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 laws of leadership. I mean, it can teach you how to lead your family, how to lead, you know, your husband, your wife. You know what I mean? Because we all are taking someone somewhere. We want to take them we to sure the right are. places, right? So hey, we want
1: to take them all to the right places, but we want to take as many as we can with us.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I know our time is limited here, but I want you to talk about something that's a little bit off of uh this communication, but maybe not, because you I can't exactly it's one of the things that I've read one time and you talked about finding a place to think. And you mm-hmm. talked about like hanging a birdcage. And mm-hmm. I think that communication, whether you're doing it in a, you know, in a classroom, you know, you're doing it. Even if you're going to do it to your family, you know you got to think about how you want to do it. But even this whole to- this whole topic about thinking, taking time to think, will you talk to me a little bit about that? Because I love I love that concept so much.
1: I, I would love to because it's one of my favorite topics to speak on. I, I wrote a book called uh, "How Successful People Think." It really came out of a conversation many, many years ago with my father. We were in Hawaii and he and mom were celebrating their 50th anniversary. And so the whole family, we went for a week and and everybody else went to bed except dad and myself. And, and, and I began to talk to him about, he was such an incredible, positive thinker. Norman Vincent Peale was a long distance mentor of his. And, um, so I, I asked him about his thinking. And he said, John, he said, I, I have a natural tendency to be kind of melancholy. And, and uh, if I'm not careful to kind of go, you know, a little bit maybe negative. And so he said, I, I, I learned at a very early age that I was going to have to work on positive thoughts. And uh, so he told me an incredible story when he was a kid in a little town in Georgetown and how he watched successful people and how they thought differently. And, and that night when we finished that conversation, I went to my room I stayed up all night and I started outlining the book on how successful people think. 11 thinking patterns that successful people have that unsuccessful people really don't utilize in their life. And I I think the greatest separator between successful and unsuccessful people is how they think. And so I purposely uh, said, I'm going to develop a, a, a habit of thinking. And I'm going to develop a place. And and when you talked about the bird cage, it's the it's the bet that a guy had with another guy. He bought him a bird cage. And he bet, said, "I'll bet you within a year you'll buy a bird." And the guy said, well, "I don't want birds." I you know, and, just, and he put his bird cage in there. And of course, eventually, he buys the bird because he had to have a he, he, he. There was a place to put the bird, and 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 it was kind of like you have to have. I have a thinking chair that, you know, I I I just that's where I think, and and I go in there with my iPhone with maybe two or three things to to think on and, and to meditate on and to pray over and, 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 and it's, it's just, it's just absolutely life changing. I, 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 believe, you know, as a man thinketh, as a woman thinks, as, as we think, so are we. And, and I just feel that, um, the quickest way to change your life is to change your thinking. And, 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 uh, and I tell people that even precedes change you're doing. Uh, because and so, I, I encourage people start thinking the right thoughts, so that you can do the right things. My mentor John Wooden one time told me, he said, "You know, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare," mm. and, and 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 that's why that's why you need to have time for prayer, time for thinking, times for uh, meditation, times for you know prioritizing your life, and, and just kind of keeping it in order, so that when opportunity comes you're not surprised you're ready. And, and, and you, you know, you're kind of like, you become an, you know, an opportunity optimizer, you begin to seize that moment. And I think, I think that all begins with thinking every day I do five things and this is so simple. Everybody in your listening audience, everyone can do this. It's all simple, but every day I value people every day. I think of ways to add value to people every day. I look for ways to add value to people every day. I do things that add value to people. And every day I encourage others to add value to people. Mm. You know, if you follow Jesus in the Gospels, you have to come to the conclusion that he just valued people. He valued people no one else was valuing. He valued people that religious people didn't even like, and, and but he just valued people. And, and I think that's, value them where they are. You've got you've to find people before you can lead them. And so many times we, we say, well, I'm going to value you if you become like me, or I'm going to value if you. Come, and it's always come my way, come my way, come my way. What yeah, did if you straighten up
0: with? and you do the things I want you to do, then I'll find value yeah. in you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. conditional, Victoria. Yeah.
1: Instead of unconditional.
0: You know yeah. that's the best so, way to live, John. I believe that's why you totally are who you are, and so well, enriched in your life because you've always added value. I was talking about this one time and. Uh, my mother always told me there's something beautiful about everyone and yeah. find that beauty in them. And so I was doing a little talk on that. And um, so my girlfriend, or uh, she went, she t- was telling her daughter, her little, I think she, her daughter was like seven. And she was saying, Yeah, Victoria was saying this, this. You can always find something beautiful. And so she came yeah. back and told me a story later that her little daughter was standing there and a lady was talking to her and the little seven year old was looking up at her. The lady was just telling her all this stuff. And she looked at her and she goes, your fingernails are so beautiful. (laughs) That's what the little seven-year-old got out of that, you know. But it's like, yeah, we need to start looking at people for who they are, you know, and valuing them for who they are. Like, I mean, they're not going to be the same five years from now. But if we can, like you said, find them for where they are, add value to them, it'll change their life. It'll change their life.
1: Every time. Every time.
0: Yeah. Well, you are so wonderful. And I hope that Joel and I see you very, very soon. We need to get together. You've been such a blessing in our life and to our ministry. Thank you for being a part of our ministry, being on the board, always always speaking into our life. One time you wrote Joel a letter when he first started. And, you know, the truth is Joel wasn't planning on being a minister, you know, and— it was a it was a hard hard road to hoe. You know he had to really talk about talking yourself into something. He had to talk himself. But yeah. when he got had a to letter, climb high. yeah, and when he yeah. got a letter from John Maxwell, it was like it, that value just increased him so much, and that's. That, that was just you know priceless, and he'll he'll tell me about that a lot. He, I told him I was talking to you today, and he was like so jealous. He was like, "Ah, I want to be there," but uh, he said, "Yeah," and he reminded me of that. And I said, "I know you've told me that story a thousand times," and so just through the years when we've done conferences together and things like that. So, John, you are an ama- amazing man of faith. You're an amazing man of wisdom, and we just appreciate your friendship and. Listen, his book, The 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication and How to Apply Them, that's the key right there, isn't it?
1: That's the guy. Like that's you the said, sure
0: got to be able to apply them. So I appreciate you yep. talking to me today. And John Maxwell, what an amazing man.
1: I love you. And Joe, much love to you. Give him a hug. And uh, hey, keep doing what you're doing because you're making a big difference.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to Victoria and Friends, produced in partnership with SiriusXM. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and let us know what you think. And if you've not done so already, subscribe so you'll never miss a new episode. Thanks for listening to Victoria and Friends.